0: Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So as we expected, things have gotten worse in the world and well, hopefully everybody is still staying safe. If you do have corona or if you don't have corona, you should probably stay in unless you absolutely need to go out. I know you guys don't need to be reminded of that, but let's all do the right thing. Hopefully we can get over this before August or September, the way people are talking. But you may be cooped up a little bit. Uh, It feels almost like a snow into me. No, I am not quarantining myself. Mostly because I still have to go to work. I work in retail and, well, it means I'm around the general public. So I'm just hoping I come away corona-free. But if you are cooped up, if you are quarantining yourself, you may wonder about some things to watch. And, well, I have a suggestion on one of them. This one here is actually streaming on the Shudder streaming service. It's kind of a service that's devoted to horror movies. No, it's not a plug. I am not getting paid for talking about Shudder, but I do really love their service. It's got a lot of things on it. I enjoy the Creepshow show on it. And this one here that I'm about to talk about is well worth your time. This is 2020's Shudder exclusive. The Room. Alright, so first things first, you may have noticed that this shares the same title as Tommy Wiseau's masterpiece, The Room, only this one here is much better directed and much better made, and I'm assuming it did it with a lower budget than what Mr. Wiseau was able to accomplish. That's not to say that, you know, his, The Room is a bad movie, because we know it's a bad movie, but it has other qualities that makes it uh, a lot of fun to watch this one here is mostly about a room that grants wishes a husband and wife moves into a new house they find a secret room and this room just so happens to grant the wishes that they want this is also a husband and wife that had a few miscarriages which you hear through the dialogue and well Things get a little crazy when she decides to wish for a baby. I am going to do my best to keep spoilers at an absolute minimum for this one. Because, as you may have guessed, things are not going to go well for the husband and wife whose characters are named Matt and Kate. So, one of the standout things to me with this movie, to the best of my knowledge, it's a somewhat original movie. It does have like a similar I guess feel to like a monkey's paw type of story or something like that or like a genie granting wishes where it's going to backfire on on uh, the people that are making these wishes however the movie itself feels very original and that was one of the most striking things about it to me is that I went into this with no expectations all I knew that it was a brand new movie on the shutter service And with it being a brand new movie, I was like, hey, why not? I'll check it out. But I really did like the feel of the entire movie. The movie has a very fairy tale or fable type of feel as far as the way the story plays out. That everything would come with a price. And it's one of the things that would actually lead up to the ending of the movie, which is actually somewhat on the dark and bleak side. The movie is very multi-layered with the way it handles different things. I stated about some horror movies in the past, notably on my 31 Nights of Frights, that there are some horror movies out there that definitely provide a little bit more than just standard horror movie fare, and this is one that definitely provides that. It's not even quite horror yes there's some horror elements but i would say that this goes into more of the realm of drama and sci-fi at the heart of this entire story is that we're dealing with a husband and wife that are dealing with loss and their inability to have children or their past miscarriages and they're fine on paper but they're lacking that child and i would imagine that the character of matt He mostly just wants to be with his wife. I feel like he's probably content and okay with not having children. However, Kate really wants a baby. And by this, Matt is trying to do everything he can to try to fill her life and that void of not having a child. And, well, it doesn't quite work out. But it happens every day to, you know, different couples. And, well... I think it's handled here pretty well. I think there could have been a little bit uh, stronger writing to flesh out the characters a little bit more because the movie does get into doing the whole room full of wishes. It gets into that pretty quickly and we're only getting story based on things that happen that they wish for. That's when we're clued into the bad things that happen to this couple that otherwise should have been happy. It's one of those stories and instances where the love between two people is not enough and they feel like they need that child to keep their love going, potentially. But with that said, I think this movie actually has a really strong script story-wise. There's a whole other subplot of a guy that's in a mental institution. He's known as John Doe. He doesn't have an actual name. And, well, he killed his family in that very house that Matt and Kate moved into. And as the story progresses, you find out more as far as John Doe's relationship to that house and the room. And that's where I stated that the whole idea behind Kate wishing for a child is probably not the best of things to do because as I stated before, everything comes with a price. Living in that house and wishing for things is fine, as long as you never try to take the things with you. Everything turns to ash and dust, and as you can guess, having an actual living, breathing child taking them out of the house is not a very good idea. And there is some other turmoil thrown throughout when their child Shane wants to leave. Keep in mind, this all happens within the first three months of them being here. And also, I'm not going to give away exactly what happens with the child of Shane, but if you watch the movie, it has some pretty deep impact, specifically when she tries to leave the house the first time with him as a baby. I do want to say about the, I guess, later parts of the movie and the ending, it's interesting because there winds up being a whole other room and house created just from a simple wish and it's a fascinating thing because it's almost like an environment within an environment and this happens to be a wish from their child Shane who of course is not just their child, he's just a figment he's made up, he doesn't really exist I think the whole idea of the room creating a room based off of a wish is actually interesting and it reminded me a little bit of some David Lynch Twin Peaks-ish Types of antics throughout. And while I don't think the movie handled it the best of ways, I really admired what they were trying to do as far as the near doubles and such in the movie. Within these sequences, we're actually treated to some pretty cool visuals, and I also think that it kind of reminded me of like an MC Escher painting in a way. And his paintings have always been interesting to me, specifically with the, the stairs painting. I don't know the exact name of that painting. I don't follow art a whole lot, but it was something that seemed to be inspired by that. and was actually a really, really cool thing to see in the movie itself. I think the acting was actually pretty well done here, too. You have actress Olga Kurolinko, which I hope I'm saying her name right, but she was a former Bond girl, notably in the movie Quantum of Solace, which I think is kind of an underrated James Bond movie, but that would be another discussion for another day. She was also in the movie Oblivion. Well, here she provides some very good emotional weight to the entire story of feeling that emptiness of not having a child. And then you also have the character of Matt, who was played by actor Kevin Jansen, which I don't know any of his work or anything like that, but he also provided some good, I guess, counter to her depression. He's depressed in a different way, and it's mostly, I think, because he feels inadequate because he doesn't know if he'll be able to give his wife this child that she so desperately wants, a biological child. The movie really does more or less hinge on both of these actors here, and I think they did a good job as far as delivering the point across and providing that emotional weight that the movie needs to actually carry this message and this story to completion. I think it actually goes and makes the ending of the movie a little bit even more powerful maybe than when it was written on the page. The As I stated, the ending is very bleak in a lot of ways. I guess you could take it as happy, but it's definitely not happy because if you're paying attention throughout the entire movie, it's a pretty bleak way to actually end this movie. And I think it works for the story that's told because... They were supposed to find happiness and instead they found something that's going to affect them potentially for the rest of their lives and it's just simply not going to affect their lives positively based on the choices that they made. If you really wanted to you could look deeper into this movie and look at it as a Adam and Eve style story. Um, the, all the groundwork is definitely there for that. I'm not, I'm not going to get too far into that here. Um, just know that it's there. It does have a little bit of a biblical type of feel to the entire thing. And it is even referenced here in the movie. But I, I honestly think that you guys should check this one out. If you do not have Shutter, I do know that right now they're given 30 days free. Again, that's not a plug from them. It's just a 30 days into a good service that I think you the listener would probably enjoy they have a pretty good selection as far as different movies and everything and this one here is actually a shutter exclusive as i mentioned and to the best of my knowledge this is the only place you're going to be able to check this one out so i definitely recommend that you do and be surprised just as i was but with that being said i think i'm going to close out this episode as a reminder we have a weekly podcast and that is Inner Honest Opinion. So if you haven't checked that one out, definitely do. It releases every Thursday. Our good friend Marvin, who is also a host on Inner Honest Opinion, he also has a podcast as well called Buddy Talks. And if you haven't checked that one out, he releases an episode every Wednesday. And of course, you know that mine come out every Friday. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, Just a reminder, too, if you're not doing the whole social media thing, you can contact me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And I also take requests, too. If there's something that you want me to talk about, I can definitely make that happen. And one last thing, if you do have a free moment, please give me a review at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It will allow me to keep continuing to record for you guys and make new episodes also you know that I love those digital hugs but with that being said good night